0: Yeah, okay, we are off.
1: Sweet, okay, I'll do that again. Sausage party, episode 18, actually recording this time. Didn't you have
0: an anecdote to start us off?
1: (laughs) Oh, I did, didn't I? Yeah, I was uh, spending my day uh, removing ants from the house, uh, because a load had gotten in, because my house isn't built properly. And let me
0: guess, you couldn't face
1: killing any of them. (laughs) I didn't kill any of them, I sucked them all up in a hoover and I put them in the Oh, I'm sure they all survived. (laughs) They were wriggling around in there. I saw them. They were fine, although a couple of them drowned uh, when I was trying to wash the honey pots. Uh, not like the not. I don't have pots of honey like Winnie the Pooh. Just like they were sort of stuck there, and I accidentally drowned them, and I felt terrible.
0: Cool. surprised you're online. I thought you'd be organising a funeral <laughs> or something.
1: The mass ant grave that is now my black bin. Yeah, I still eat chicken. <laughs> And you're the reason it's so hot today. Yes, yeah. Just so people have
0: context, you know, like when you're on holiday and you want to Skype your friends, and yeah. it's really hot. Th- this is like that time. It's uh, it's
1: the end of the world.
0: We are sitting here without, you know, a lovely visual for you. We've not got our tops on. We're sitting here, <laughs> and we're not even in Turkey. Shout out to mum and dad. We're not even in Turkey.
1: Nope, we're on the we're on the Costa del Norwich. It's amazing. I can't wait. Naked Packham. It's going to happen.
0: No! (laughs) Nobody wants that.
1: Oh, that's not fair. Drop a a comment. Hashtag Naked Packham. Make it happen.
0: Oh, that calendar.
1: (laughs) I'd buy it. Greetings to you diners at the buffet of detritus that is life, and welcome two bad things the podcast that will promise you a michelin star meal but will end up delivering some kfc leftovers and half a tesco sandwich my name is jacob simmons i should be your mater d for the evening and i'm joined by my favorite busk boy the anthropomorphic sausage to my anthropomorphic bun nathan packham hello sir a generic food themed salutation to you thank you for taking on the feminine
0: role this time uh, i I'm, like I'm, to
1: subvert expectations you know as me. long
0: as i'm not a you know a, a deformed <laughs> sausage which we'll be getting to shortly um yes a generic meal deal to you as well a blt to you, thank you. um i'm i'm a bit warm i've had to close my window it's mm-hmm. uh, it's mid july or is it late oh it's late july now isn't it
1: I guess so, yeah. 20th of uh, July, we're in the middle of an extreme heat warning in the UK, the first time that's ever happened, uh, because climate change is a hoax, remember? Uh, perpetuated by the Chinese.
0: Uh, coronavirus is over in the UK as well <laughs> to everyone. It's definitely not going to come back. It's going to be no more lockdowns. No. Let's all no. go to a nightclub and get it together.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are two days past Freedom Day, so uh, I've just been out licking lampposts, uh, touching old people and uh, rubbing my face on various products in supermarkets, Nathan. Have you done anything that you weren't able to do? Nothing has changed
0: for me, because I'm still going to wear a mask. So, I mean, the only thing that's going to change is I could have, like, seven people in my house.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which is a rare occurrence. (laughs) I don't know seven people, so this is fine. Yeah, Um, I was in the supermarket today, worrying number of people not wearing their masks. I know it's not legal anymore, but... I feel like now is the time where we'll really get to know, like, how people really feel about this whole pandemic thing, and uh, people's true colors are going to come through. But yeah, how did I'll, you, how did you well feel
0: honest. about TFL smacking us with the, you know, the contract of travel?
1: Uh, I you think know, that's it... fine. Yeah. I didn't even
0: know it existed. <laughs> what is the contract of travel? Don't beat up our workers. Okay, <laughs> cool. Get on the tube.
1: <laughs> that's probably not even in there. It's probably yeah. just. Don't talk to anybody and take your copy of the Metro with you. Otherwise, you can do whatever (laughs) the hell you want. It's fine. But yeah, uh, I saw this funny article about a train station where you have to wear a mask on one side of the platform, but because the other side of the platform is Thameslink, you don't have to wear a mask. (laughs) A different franchise. (laughs) Ha! (laughs) Privatisation. Which made me laugh in a sort of... The world is ending kind of way. Anyway, uh let's keep my tortured restaurant analogy going even further, Nathan. Uh what is on the menu today on bad things? We're not reviewing TFL or Thameslink. What are we <laughs> reviewing instead?
0: We're definitely reviewing a private business though on many, many levels, whether that's Shopwells or the whole entire film industry where every film has to be a limited company. In order to be put out, we are going to be reviewing, uh, I think a mere five years ago, this film was released. It is 2016's Sausage Party, uh, which is the, I think, the best reviewed thing we've ever done on bad things.
1: And I think it might be the most recent thing as Ah. well. I think. The only thing I can think of is I Want to Marry Harry. I think i'm trying to trawl through the archives
0: out. i think i think you're correct this yeah. is basically the last chance we had as liberals to have a sense of humor before trump came in and just destroyed <laughs> all of our sense of humor um mm. not that i'm bitter about that at all
1: yeah this is slightly pre-trump this is august 2016 so ever so slightly before he gets in and the world the world literally does change forever Uh, The last
0: time us snowflakes were allowed to say and do controversial things before we had to keep our liberal guard up.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And there's plenty of that in this. (laughs) Isn't there just? Yes. Uh, Perhaps our most divisive topic yet for multiple reasons, as you said. We'll get into the reviews later on, but this film didn't half review very, very well... Uh, but I wanted to put it on the poll for personal reasons. Uh, It came out on top with 37% of your votes. Thank you for that. It beat the Emoji Movie, Hop, and that weird Italian-Spanish Titanic movie uh, that hopefully we will get to do again at some point. But yes, despite mostly positive reviews, I refuse to believe Sausage Party, a film about walking, talking, fornicating food, is any good and the fact that you all voted for it has given me all the vindication i need so before we get started nathan i want to know how do you've seen this film before
0: as it's a film <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I why, why did a, i even, ask that i don't even know less likely because it's an animated film i would have instantly gone no there's not real people in it there looks like there's too much going on i'm not watching this film so this was the first time viewing for me okay. uh, i'm gonna reckon you went to the cinema actually probably were you too young no you were you weren't too young, no
1: uh, Five years ago, I'd have been 18 For, so, yeah, First year I'd of uni, been, okay. yeah Yes, yeah, end of yeah. my first year of uni uh, So I had met you at this point
0: Yeah, Is this an 18, this film? I didn't look look up the certification
1: We'll get into that, because there is a whole okay. thing about the rating But yes, uh, I remember this being advertised I remember the, the uh, trailers and things coming on TV and I was just like What <laughs> i couldn't believe this was a real film it's like it it, it it looked like a sort of joke film you'd see in a comedy it looked like something the simpsons would do like did I, you have any memories of when this film was released do you have any i, I remember it, it vaguely
0: I, re- I remember it vaguely but I, i'm just imagining rock jacob just <laughs> loving the concept of this film <laughs>
1: no i don't i think even for rock jacob this was a bit much okay i thought it was interesting though that this has such strong reviews so i thought i'd put this out to the bad things universe i put a, a post up and i tweeted out that we were reviewing the movie and i wanted people's opinions on this i got a few in and i'll read some of them now my friend danny said i've seen it i actually thought it was pretty funny at the time weird concept obviously Bit much in places for me, but then again, <laughs> I'm easily put off. Not the worst film ever. Yeah, fair enough. Uh reserved. My, <laughs> my friend Steve said quite enjoyed it until the never ending ending. Fair comment. And uh your friend and mine, uh Alex, uh you know the Alex I'm talking about, I won't yeah. name him, but uh, he's he's a good boy. Uh, I asked him what he thought of the film and he said it delivered on what it intended. It's a raunchy film about food that goes to every place you could imagine, shits on everyone, makes edgy jokes, etc. It's just whether that's funny or not depends on the viewer, I guess, is what he said. He also says the last 10 minutes is possibly the most weird thing I've ever seen in a film.
0: (laughs) That was a delectable review. As good as uh, Alex's reviews on Goodreads. (laughs) Which I do enjoy <laughs> dipping
1: into. I didn't know he had a good read, but that makes so much sense. Thank you to everyone who got involved in that. Uh, I just, like I said, wanted to sort of find out the, 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 the layman's opinion on this film, because some of the critical reviews are quite frankly ridiculous and I don't think I've ever had this much disconnect with critical reviews of a film ever. Not just in this podcast, but like whenever I've read anything on a film, I could not relate to most of what the critics were saying, which might give you an opinion on what I think of this film. <laughs> um, but anyway, before we dive into the film, Nathan, I think we need to do what we always do here on Bad Things, and that's find out exactly how this got made. Let's get to
0: the processing plant.
1: <laughs> Indeed, yes. Let's find out how all the awful ended up in the sausage that was Sausage Party with The Prehistory. The Prehistory This
0: film is directed by Conrad Vernon, and uh, do you know his greatest movie role?
1: <laughs> I do. This is a film that it has come up on this podcast, hasn't it, Nathan? Oh, I... I'm
0: not sure. I'm not sure we're oh. talking about the same film.
1: Okay, what are you talking about?
0: I'm talking about the fact he was the Gingerbread Man. It's a thong.
1: Your favourite film, Shrek Two.
0: Oh right, I thought you meant it was a poll option, and I was oh, God. like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs>
1: No, he di- he directed Shrek 2. He,
0: he actually directed Shrek 2. Oh yeah, my God, yeah. oh, I must bow at the feet of Conrad Vernon. Uh, <laughs> it is better than the original. Let's not even argue about that. I would agree. Oh, good. Shrek the third, get in the bin. That's in the fourth one?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's also uh, co-directed by a guy called Greg Tiernan, who uh, don't worry, we will be getting to and talking about in a much less favourable light. <laughs> Than, uh, than The Gingerbread Man. Uh, it is also co-written and starring Seth Rogen, the man with the most annoying laugh in all of celebritydom. <laughs> this uh, is a,
0: such a <laughs> cynical start.
1: It's very hot, Nathan. I mean, not a, I'm is. not in a forgiving mood. Um, how, what did you find out about the story of, of Sausage Party? How long did it take to get to actually oh, be it's,
0: made... It's- it's just movie 43 again. Like, it's the same story. Loads of loads of writers. Took eight years to get the film made because the content worried film studios. Um, Rogan tried to pitch it as if it was coming from an innocent place. Don't know how he got away with that what would it be like if our food had feelings <laughs> we were we quickly realized that it would be very fucked up mm-hmm. it's a parody of disney and pixar films which doesn't bode well for me because i'm an adult now sorry to any disney fans out there i did get serious toy story 2 vibes from the supermarket because it's like <laughs> al's toy barn. <bum.
1: laughs> oh that's a great reference Toy I'm, toy gu- I'm toy guy barbie i'm toy guy barbie <laughs> that's really hard to say it was confirmed in interviews as early as 2010 uh jonah hill gave an interview to a website uh it, i can't remember which one it was in 2010 where he mentioned it uh evan goldberg who also co-wrote the film he what? confirmed the sorry what was that sorry,
0: what is what is the difference between seth rogan and jonah hill <laughs> i still have no idea
1: um, one is Canadian and one is American. Okay. I think that's literally it. <laughs> I uh,
0: probably still would struggle.
1: <laughs> Evan Goldberg, who is a long time writing parter- partner of Seth Rogen. They wrote Super Bad together. He talked to the uh, website IndieWire about the film and they initially thought that it was a prank. So they didn't believe him. Do you mean the journalists? Or yeah, the actual... yeah, yeah, the journalists. Oh they were like, no, that can't be real. <laughs> okay. I wish they were right. But Made It Was, eventually, uh, it did premiere at South by Southwest Festival in 2016. Some of the scenes still unfinished. In fact, some scenes in the first screening of the movie weren't fully animated. They were just hand <laughs> drawings at that point. Oh, my God. Which is giving me some horrible flashbacks to the Father of the Pride DVD and that weird... Oh
0: no. What was it,
1: the pilot or the season
0: finale that was just...
1: The pilot, which was just a storyboard. (laughs) But was it the pilot or was it one of the other two pilots? Who bloody knows. Uh, It did get finished and was released to the world on the 12th of August 2016. Now, Nathan, we're going to play a game of Choose Your Controversy. I have two controversies for you to choose from. Do you okay. want to deal Do you want to deal with the rating controversy or do you want to deal with the working conditions controversy?
0: Oh, uh, I think working conditions is more interesting to okay. start off with.
1: Okay, what do you know about the working conditions? Oh, I
0: have got some... I've, I'm going to have to scroll down here. Here we go. Okay,
1: okay. Um,
0: so anonymous comments started coming through from animators um, from Nitrogen Studios who were animating the the feature, who complained of working under poor conditions uh, and they were forced by Greg Tiernan to work overtime for free, which I think even in the workaholic United States is a massive illegal thing to do.
1: Mm. Yeah, Uh, Greg Tiernan uh, is one of the founders of Nitrogen Studios and one of the co-directors on this film. A load of the anonymous animators went to Variety. One of them said uh, people would go in to talk to Greg or give in their notice and they'd be screaming about being blacklisted. They also claimed that Nitrogen Studios had no HR department, so all the complaints had to go through their line producer, a woman by the name of Nicole Stein. Do you know who Nicole Stein is, Nathan? No. She is Greg Tiernan's wife. Oh, no. And the other founder of Nitrogen Studios. So, not good there. The animator then went on to say there was no one you could go to, it was uncomfortable. Uh, in interest of fairness, uh, and because we don't want to get sued, uh, I will read out this statement from Nicole Stinn, who gave it to the Washington Post. Uh, she said, the allegations are completely unfounded and the claims are without merit. Our production adhered to all overtime laws and regulations, as well as our contractual obligations with our artists. Nathan, do you want to read some of your stats now about this? I don't know how uh, these yes. are going to fit in. <laughs> A total of
0: thirty six of the eighty three animators, so over well, nearly half of the animators were were blacklisted, and went uncredited in the film. I hope they're doing okay now.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember one guy said that he'd been in animation for twenty years, and this was the first film he'd never been on the credits for. So this is not—it's not one of those things in Hollywood where it's like, oh, you just do uncredited work. No, if you're an animator, you get credited. <laughs> Uh, So yeah, this was uh, pretty bad. But uh, it does have somewhat of a happy ending, because in 2019, after two and a half years of legal back and forth, the British Columbia Employment (laughs) Standard Branch, big up, ruled in favour of the animators and uh, decreed that they should be paid the overtime they were owed. So, yay? Yay?
0: Thank you to that regional employment standards <laughs> agency for sorting that out.
1: I dread to think what conditions they were put under to get this film ready for the August release, considering it wasn't finished in March of that year and has <clears throat> then finished in August. So that's six months, it's less than six months, in fact.
0: And there's, I mean, there's no sign of any <laughs> any sweat on Seth Rogen in a few of the <laughs> interviews that I watched.
1: Yeah. Um, oh. that's, that's America for you. Uh, do you want to get into the, the the slightly funnier one of the ratings controversy? Yes.
0: Yeah, so it's the first 3D com- uh, com- computer animated film to be rated R by the Motion Picture Association of America. They gave it an NC-17 rating initially due to the visibility of a pubic hair <laughs> on a character's scrotum that we'll be getting to Uh, later on once the said pubic hair was removed the film received an r rating for strong crude sexual content pervasive language and drug use i think that's a very fair description
1: just to put it into perspective uh because we we don't have that rating over here nc 17 means that no one under 17 even accompanied by an adult can see the film it it (laughs) used to be that, that nc-17 is what replaced the x rating in american cinema <laughs> they don't hand that out a lot so that goes that, that sets the stone really and 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 r-rated is still you know if you're under 17 you need to be accompanied by an adult do you want to know how seth rogan himself described the uh the thing they had to do to get the r rating uh, no, please do tell me i'm sure i'll hate it he was on the Howard Stern Show talking. About... Oh yep. my god! I mean, I do like a bit of Stern to be fair. Oh, that's a whole other thing. Uh, he was on the Howard Stern Show talking about the ratings controversy and talking about the uh, the pubic hair in question. Uh, and he said, "To get the R rating, we had to digitally shave a pitter bread's ball sack. <laughs> a pitterbreads bread's ball sack." <laughs> <laughs> we seem to be following a real trend on bad things in 2021 movies with incredibly famous casts let's start with the lead actor frank the sausage the hero of this tale do you like seth rogan are you a fan of his stuff i can't imagine you are i i'm this what i realized going through this cast
0: is this i'd seen a lot of these people on graham norton and that was about it yeah. So Seth Rogan, I went through I think I've only ever seen him, this is ridiculous, in Donnie Darko, his first ever film role. <laughs> is he credited in that? He I, I well, no he didn't do overtime for no pay. Of course he's not credited. Um yeah. if if you want to reel off some other Seth Rogan films, uh please do.
1: I mean, where do you even start? There's he's he's prolific, I'll give him that. Um, you know, these are you know, he he wrote super bad. Uh, I think that something like that the script had existed since he was like 13 years old or something like that. Uh, and that film is, like, people go crazy for that film. People like that film a lot. Pineapple Express is another one of his. These are just the films he's written, by the way. Uh, he wrote a film called The Watch that I remember being pretty big. This is the End, which is like an apocalyptic comedy movie. Uh, a very infamous film uh nathan do you remember the interview
0: oh the interview yeah yeah have you
1: seen it no i have as
0: a as a member of the north korean state (laughs) i haven't
1: seen it (laughs) yeah that was the film that uh i believe it, it it was part of the it was part of a hack i think um i think it was the sony hack or something like that they discovered that this film was in place where uh, Seth Rogen and I think it was James Franco were going to play two Americans who were invited to North Korea to interview Kim Jong Un. Uh, and once the news of this leaked, there were like threats of like North Korean like insurgents like attacking <laughs> screenings of the film, and it was it was pulled from cinemas. But then there was this this whole thing of Rogen and Franco were like, "No, we're not going to be not going to give in to the hate." And it sort of became this sort of weird rallying cry around sort of patriotism and and, you know not giving in to, to terror and all that it was really strange nothing nothing ever happened thank god but i remember the buzz around it and being like wow this is i've never seen a film get this reaction before this is mad so many things
0: I want to say about North Korea, but I don't want it on record. <laughs>
1: He's also been in 40-Year-Old Virgin, he was in Yumi and Dupree, he was in The Disaster Artist, which is the uh, fictionalisation of the making of the film The Room.
0: I have seen that, we'll be getting more into that as we go down the cast list.
1: Yes, we shall, absolutely. Because this is a Seth Rogan picture, we have the usual suspects, because he does <laughs> like to work with the same people. Uh, We mentioned Jonah Hill already. He was also in Superbad. Do do you have any memories of Jonah Hill being in stuff?
0: I think I've never, I've written in my notes, I don't think I've ever actually seen a Jonah Hill film.
1: Um, Not none of the Jump Street movies? You've not seen those? No. (laughs) I don't know. Have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street?
0: No. Okay. The only the only anecdote I have for the Wolf of Wall Street is I had a friend at uni who tried to watch it hungover and fell asleep. So, <laughs> yeah. Wow,
1: uh, that barely qualifies as an anecdote. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jonah Hill is here. Uh, Michael Serra is here. He's also in Super and he's also in that picture of him with the stupid moustache.
0: He is in the Twin Peaks revival is as he? Wally. Yes. Wow. Uh, he plays a Marlon Brando-esque I don't really know how to describe it. Uh, yeah, a motorcyclist who goes around and makes spiritual thoughts all the time.
1: Well, I, I did not have him paired for for that. He's not. only in
0: one scene. He absolutely oh. kills it.
1: Oh, excellent! The other Rogan regular, I guess we have to talk about him now. He is a wrongon. He's James Franco, uh... who's a who's a, a a longtime friend, collaborator with Rogan, going all the way back to their days on Freaks and Geeks, which is kind of how they broke into the industry. He's had a lot of allegations of misconduct from friends, uh, fans and co-stars alike over the years. And Rogan this year actually said that he doubts he's ever going to work with him ever again. So... Yeah, can we
0: just add that he's not been convicted of anything just
1: <laughs> very no. quickly. No, OK, he hasn't. But there's a lot of allegations against him.
0: I was so upset when I read this news. Really? I quite like the Franco. Really? Uh okay. 127 hours great uh he was in a tv series i really liked a stephen king adaptation called 11 mm-hmm. he was in the disaster artist
1: of course an excellent turn as tommy was i will say
0: he was in a film i watched recently that i can't remember the name of that wasn't very good but it was him and amber heard so you know both sides of my spectrum were thoroughly <laughs> delighted
1: um yeah what a shame i know I know. And um a, a big thing for me growing up he was of course Harry Osborn in the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy
0: which oh. I've rewatched
1: recently. Uh some of them hold up, some of them don't. <laughs> That's is all... that
0: the um is that the Andrew Garfield ones?
1: No, Tobey Maguire.
0: Oh, that's the Tobey Maguire ones, Okay, yeah. yeah I, I forget think.
1: you're not that young. Who else in the cast jumps out to you?
0: Am I saying her name correctly, Kristen Wiig?
1: Kristen Wiig, yes.
0: Yeah, as as Brenda,
1: the hot dog. So bun. I, I like the way you were going to say her name as Vig there. Yeah, yeah, why not? That was good. Um, we, are, we are what is it? We are researching panda sensuality. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we are
0: researching panda <laughs> sensuality.
1: Vigfred and Roy.
0: Hello, Kristen. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, what what about Kristen, Kristen... <laughs> Wigfried and Roy. Wigfried and Roy? What about what about Kristen Wigfried? Oh, it's just the same thing for
0: me every time I really need to watch Bridesmaids and I've still never seen it.
1: Yeah, she wrote that script as well or co-wrote yeah. it. Uh, she's uh, she's been in Bloody everything has has Kristen Wig, uh, despicable me movies, Wonder Woman 1984, the Ghostbusters reboot, uh, got her start on SNL. Very talented lady. I like I like Kristen Wigg, which is very hard for me to say after seeing her in this film. Other cast members include Bill Hader, who was also on SNL, David Crumholtz, uh, who is uh, Head Elf Bernard in the Santa Claus movies. Have you seen those? <laughs> no. yeah. Head Elf Bernard? Yeah, he plays the Head Elf. <laughs> no, okay. No, um, it's a Danny... bit of a
0: capitalist structure, isn't it, for uh, for, for Santa Claus? <laughs> when was
1: santa claus a socialist icon
0: well i, I don't know like, i guess he gives you know, it out for free equal presents and all that shit right yeah
1: i guess so but you know you do have to conform to the norm he wears red <laughs> <laughs> he's got a beard he's basically karl marx uh, uh danny mcbride who was in rogan's films pineapple express this is the end paul rudd uh who's ant-man of course salma hayek uh, who I, I learned was in wild wild west which i'd really like to review one day can we do wild wild west that'd be fun <laughs> is that uh, will smith yes it is in the giant oh, mechanical God. spider uh nick kroll is the villain he is the creator and star of big mouth on netflix which i know is very popular and probably the biggest name in this is edward norton hey who is a three-time oscar nominee <laughs> has <laughs> he not won one no never i, I thought oh. he'd have pick one up but uh yeah you might have seen him in fight club he's in birdman he was the original hulk in the marvel franchise uh yeah edward norton big name i mean american history x hello <laughs> there, yes there is american history x fair enough yeah i think that was one of the ones he got nominated for
0: if i was ever to have a child and they turned i'm not gonna have a child just to confirm but <laughs> If I did, if they turned 18, I'd be like, right, we're sitting down. It's time for American History X wow. on
1: your birthday. I didn't know this about you. I didn't know you loved that film. Great stuff. Oh, fair enough. Well, there's, some, there's something for you in this film then. Uh, yeah, Edward well, Norton. not really. <laughs> no, no. He plays a
0: character called Sammy Bale Jr.
1: <laughs> but I have one more thing I'd like to bring up before we get into the meat, if you're part of the pub, hey, Or of the,
0: the Linda film. McCartney substitute. <laughs>
1: Look, there's no meat in any of those hot dogs. That is all to be processed fair. crap. Yeah. Uh, Nathan, anything else? Uh, uh, Bill Hader
0: was in Trainwreck, which is a great comedy film. Okay. Um, yeah. Salma Hayek was in Dogma. I'm just looking through films I've actually seen of these people, and I think that is it.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, people might know Salma Hayek from Ugly Betty as well.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah, yeah, she's in that. She's not ugly Betty, but she's quite a prominent no. role in that. Is she? I've I watched four series of that. Well, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I'm she's not... yeah, she's in. That. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Google this right now. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, Salma Hayek. Yeah.
0: It's isn't it Vanessa? Uh. Uh, Vanessa Williams, isn't
1: it? Oh, okay. She was a guest star. But she's definitely quite well known for that guest appearance. Okay. Uh,
0: Sorry, is that, is that a grave I can hear being, <laughs> being dug?
1: Look, she's She was the executive producer on 85 episodes of Ugly Betty. Oh, okay. Well, uh, yeah, if
0: she was the executive producer, then
1: I'll let her off. 15 cameo appearances, uh, nominated yeah. for three Emmys for her appearances on that show. So
0: I remember, I remember when Betty White guest starred and <laughs> Betty White was bloody old then let alone now. She's still alive. She's still alive. I think she is legit
1: 99. Betty White. She is legitimately 99. <laughs> what a ledge. Uh speaking of ledges, uh Nathan, do you know who did the music for this film? Uh, I don't think I do. Okay. I saw his name in the credits and I was like, "Really?" Because... Oh, wait,
0: was it Mark Knopfler? No, that was something else I watched. Mark Knopfler? Yeah, no, that, I'm sorry, I was watching Princess Bride and he did the <laughs> he did the music for Princess Bride.
1: I would love to hear a Mark Knopfler take on this film. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, I'm not talking... Because there's a number of licensed songs in this film, which I'm sure we'll get to because they are used very interestingly. But the actual score, and there is an original song in this film... Uh, that was written by Christopher Lennertz, who I've never heard of, and Alan Menken. Nathan, do you know who Alan Menken is? <laughs> this whole episode is you going, do you know who... Nathan, this whole podcast is me going, do you know who this person in the film <laughs> industry <laughs> to, to, to is?
0: fair. Yeah, that, that's a fair point.
1: Well, Alan Menken is best known for working with Disney. He has written songs and scores for the following films. The Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast... Hunchback of Notre Dame, Aladdin, Enchanted, Hercules—he's like the Disney composer. This, this is some of our Katzenberg stuff, isn't yeah. it? He, yeah, he—he—he he wrote the song Whole New World for Aladdin. Oh wow! Yeah, he's uh, won eight Oscars. Well, well worth
0: a Menken then.
1: Oh, that's that's. <laughs> I I I can't be angry at that. That's excellent. <laughs> that's amazing um he he's the recipient of eight oscars 11 grammys a tony and a daytime emmy he's only got a bloody egot people he's one of only 16 people to win all four of those awards
0: oh there's edward norton you know
1: (laughs) how mad is that and he he, why is he here on this film that was like (laughs) of all the people involved in this alan mencken was the biggest shock for me uh which i think says a lot about me but yeah, just wait till you hear what he composed for this film. Arguably his finest work. I have nothing else to add Nathan. I've I've geeked out on Alan Menken. Anything else or shall we crack on? Let's get to the film. Okay. Please. Well, I hope you've not just eaten in more ways than one because we're just about, we're about to review. <laughs> what did that What does that mean? It's going to change your opinion on food forever and also you'll probably oh, be God. sick. So.
0: I, I just didn't know what you you would Oh, anyway.
1: No. 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 Oh, boy. Were you
0: eating out?
1: <laughs> Nathan. Sorry, the film. Oh, the film. Sausage party. Here we go. Ooh. Shit. Girl! Carl! 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 Dude, we stopped in again! The song's about to start. Shit, Frank! We can't miss the song. Barry, wake up. Uh, uh, I'm up. I'm up. This song is such an awesome way to start every morning. It's
0: just a super nice way of showing the gods how much we appreciate everything they'll do for us once they take us out those doors to the great beyond.
1: God, I love them so fucking much. Oh shit, oh shit. Corn's about to start singing. Drop it, Corn. You got the best voice. You're the man, Corn. You will. Take it away, bro. Dear
0: gods, you're so divine in each and every way. To you we pray. Dear gods, we pledge our love to you forevermore. We always we
1: So we open at Shopwell's, a fictional supermarket. A weird looking man is opening the store up to customers. We then see some horrible looking sausages talking about how they've overslept. <laughs> Shall I just.
0: What does it matter? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shall I just. Shall I just get. Like the the whole none of this film makes any biological sense out of the way now well
0: yeah i th- 'm sure people are aw- i mean that that is ridiculous, but <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> so the sausages have overslept. We then get sort of the main premise of the film set up basically, all the food in the store is alive it 's anthropomorphic, uh, they are waiting for the gods who are human beings to take them to the great beyond which is Life Outside of the Supermarket. It's a very thinly veiled religious metaphor. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into that later. But not before we get the Alan Menken penned original song. Nathan, uh, yes. you're the music guy. What did you think of the song?
0: It was all right. It was good fun. Classic Disney fodder, really, just with more adult lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, very Menken, which is probably something <laughs> we're going to be saying more of now.
1: mm yeah, I mean, if, if Alan Menken is out there listening, good job. Uh, apart from the part with the uh, Nazi sauerkraut.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, Flankenfuhrer. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's back.
1: Yes, yes, he is. Heil, yeah. honey, I'm home. There's a line here where we, we go to some sauerkraut. Uh, one of them looks like Hitler, Nathan. Well, several of them look <laughs> like Hitler. They're a brand. <laughs> That's a bold marketing technique. That is. Where's your <laughs>
0: Goebbels? Come on, he's the best one.
1: <laughs> He's the best one <laughs> You just can't say that No you? you can't <laughs> He sings a line about Exterminating the juice Whoa. And we cut to some Scared looking cartons of apple and orange juice I know Seth Rogen is Jewish But this is too it's, Much It's not okay It's, no. it's, it's, no, it's, it's, it's as not.
0: bad as saying that Goebbels is the... Anyway <laughs> uh...
1: so that, that sort of sets the tone Right out of the gate people uh,
0: I've got I've got Emerald Miracle as well, and I've written not okay, which I'm assuming was some sort of Far East
1: thing. What is this? I didn't. I was too distracted by it's, the. Nazis. It
0: was yeah. No, it was a brand, and I think it was a Far East reference. Okay. Um, yeah. I don't not good.
1: I don't get that, but I'm not going to ask you to explain it. <laughs> but let's talk about the bun vaginas instead. Yes. Yeah. We focus in on the, the singing sausages. Um. They're, they're, they're duetting with some hot dog buns about once they get to the great beyond, they can fuck. Those aren't my words, the <laughs> words of the singing sausages.
0: Did you see any pre bakes? Like, I was really looking out <laughs> for the pre bake and I couldn't find any.
1: Uh, Maybe if they do a sort of UK version We can set it in Morrison's
0: Yeah and actually have like brown Pre-baked baguettes rather than the white That Morrison do Anyway
1: (laughs) Any chance We're not angling for a sponsorship But if anyone from the Morrison's team is listening You know This was such a weird opening (laughs) I kind of didn't mind it in places But I'm not one for crude humour there's a lot of swearing as well, which I think is very overzealous. Uh and there was too much Nazi food for my liking. Call me old fashioned, but
0: Um I'm I'm one for crude statements, but continued crude humour for an hour and a half is really, really not my thing.
1: I will say, I guess it sets the tone quite nicely. <laughs> you know what you're in for. Like it's uh... it's it makes no boast that it's gonna be one of those films <laughs> and uh yeah i think it it as it, it like you said the song is a very decent parody of a sort of uh of a disney opener Menken esque if you will <laughs> god's sake we are back with the sausages it's coming up to the 4th of july by the way which is which is sort of important to the plot but sort of not uh the sausages are having a conversation we meet barry who is voiced by michael cera do you want to talk about barry nathan
0: Yeah, Barry is a deformed sausage who wants to push for equality when he's in the Great Beyond, but um, his fears are uh, reduced somewhat by the rest of the sausages telling him, you've got girth, so he's got a chance of finding the bun of his dreams when he enters the Great Beyond.
1: Basically, sausage equal penis, bun equal vagina, and... and (laughs) Various jokes thereupon. Frank, uh, played by Seth Rogen, is our is our protagonist. He has doubts about the Great Beyond. Uh, he questions the validity of the song uh, and asks for proof that the Great Beyond is actually what everyone says it is. So he is a sausage atheist. Is Julian,
0: a sausage, you might call him. <laughs> yeah. Go on, coming out with
1: them tonight. <laughs> the singers, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Sing a tower Mill. Um, <laughs> what? Anyway, okay. Uh yeah, we also meet another sausage called Carl, who is uh, uh voiced by Jonah Hill. He starts catcalling the buns, which is which is uh great. Um can you describe the buns, Nathan? So the boobs are above the vagina, right? So they've at
0: least got that correct.
1: I I, I think I've been told that, yeah, I've heard I've heard rumour. Oh
0: Sailor Simmons standing to attention. <laughs> you started it. Sorry. Um so uh they they have eyes either side of their bun. Opening.
1: Don't say slit. And the... <laughs> that's the word I was thinking.
0: Uh, I said opening. Let me off. Yeah, chasm. That's... <laughs> oh, um... that's even worse. Um, and then they've got tits. And then they no. Well, they've got bumps, but they're obviously tits. And then they they have a vagina, which are also lips, but not vaginal lips like normal lips.
1: <laughs> the lips also they don't open, like. Up and down, they open side to side when they talk. Their eyes are like either side, so every time they yes. open their mouth, their eyes move apart from each other. It's horrid. It's it's one of the most disturbing designs <laughs> of anything, Good. In, unintentional or otherwise. They also have arms, which <laughs> was weird. The the food all have arms and legs, and the sausages are wearing these like Mickey Mouse gloves. They <laughs> are.
0: Look, that's someone's bag somewhere, okay? Really? This,
1: I mean, this whole film is someone's bag, but it ain't mine. Brenda, as you mentioned, uh, is, is played by Kristen Wiig, uh, and her and Frank are an item. They talk to each other through the packet. They talk about being taken to the great beyond and being able to enter each I not don't, I don't know how to phrase it other than... Enter each other. <laughs> uh, Brenda's whole gimmick is that she's waiting for the great beyond, basically, before she does anything with Frank. But she gives in to temptation and they play just the tips where they touch each other with their weird food hands.
0: That's not even a thing in the human world. That would be between a same-sex... Ah! <laughs>
1: that's just touching... That's just, like, holding hands. Like, what? <laughs> that's not what they meant. That's, no, of course it's not. I know it, I know it's not. I'm sure this is funny to some people, but this is way too surreal to be funny. I spent <laughs> a lot of this film trying to get my head around what was going on.
0: <laughs> I mean, the opening, yeah, the opening ten minutes, I was like, I mean, it's just guaranteed bollocks. Like... <laughs> what? <laughs> It's just, <laughs> it was.
1: Yeah. yeah, I was
0: like, I've got eighty minutes left of this.
1: It didn't take me long to realise we were going to have plenty of things to talk about. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. holy <laughs> shit! Jet, you're back, man. Crazy. Did you go oh. to the great oh. beyond? Oh, touch me, man up get your fucking hands off me. Whoa, 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 whoa. What happened? Oh, I'll tell you what fucking happened. I'll tell you exactly what happened in the great beyond, you dumb, red piece of shit. What the f- As soon as we got out those doors. So, you have learned the terrible truth. Congratulations. Now give it to yourself, or I will slit your throat while you sleep. Earlier in the day, like, no. a shopper grabbed this jar of honey mustard he then returns it to the store because he meant to buy regular mustard i don't know the difference the honey mustard is just called honey mustard he is scarred by his experiences in the outside world he goes to talk about it to the other mustard but he doesn't because (laughs) we get oh god are maybe our second are we up to maybe two offensive portrayals at this point I don't think Bill Hader has. Um, I could be wrong. Does he have Native American ancestry?
0: I don't I didn't think so.
1: Because um, we, yeah, Native American fire water, I think is meant to be a brand of whiskey. <laughs> he he's watching the mustard from up high. Uh, he he sort of shuts him down. He says, "Don't tell them what you saw in the outside world." Uh, it's it's oh boy, <laughs> it's a not very not very uh, PC. But I'm not going to say that again, because if I say that, that's all I'm going to say about this film. Uh, So, yeah, the honey mustard doesn't spill the beans, but we know something is up. Frank and his wiener friends get chosen by a a shopper, and as luck would have it, so do Brenda and her pack. Barry says, I'm having an out-of-sausage experience, which did actually make me laugh. That is quite funny. Uh, Fair
0: play, yeah, fair play on that one.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The same shopper picks up, originally I put something, question mark, I put, is it an air freshener? Is oh it... my god I mean it is kind of um... Oh no <laughs> Am I going to make you Describe what this is I am going to make you Describe what well, this it's
0: is a, It's a douche Yeah Right what, yeah. What, what more is there to say Is
1: that a thing In this country What a douche Do they sell them In shops Because I've never Seen one
0: I've no I've not seen a douche I'm not saying That you're going
1: Looking for one But I'm just Right I'm just Me neither <laughs> Like
0: it's... For a minute there, I thought you meant douches weren't sold in the UK. And I was like, that would disappoint a lot of people, <laughs> Jacob.
1: It's, yeah, like, do I need to explain what one is? I just, I assume people know what one We're is. We're not going to get into douche. No. We're not, no. No, don't say get in. Um... <laughs>
0: Squeeze a little douche
1: <laughs> oh, story in yeah the douche is called douche uh because cause that's <laughs> genius funny, it's, oh always no it's not uh, <laughs> That's just ridiculous uh he's voiced by nick crow he's sort of this he's like this this dude bro he's like sort of new jersey sort of beach goer like yo bro kind of thing that's his whole thing um there's a there's the start of a running joke here Uh, they're in the trolley, some music is playing because it's like party time, and he says uh, somebody call a doctor because this beat is sick, and then a beat root next to him says, actually I feel fine I thought it was funny, I laughed
0: that's like a Christmas joke
1: (laughs) at least it wasn't offensive though, Nathan (laughs) we then uh, get this interesting sequence where Douche talks about how much he wants to uh, (laughs) douche Uh, we get this weird moment where like The camera zooms in on the lady's crotch, but it's from the front. (laughs) Now, I'm pretty sure that's not what douching is. God, no, don't nobody go there. No. The shopper picks up the honey mustard again. What are the odds? Uh, He starts freaking out and starts to warn the other food about the dangers of the great beyond with some incredibly explicit language that I don't want to repeat. He tells Frank that if he wants to learn the truth, he needs to speak to the fire water. He then goes to commit suicide, jumping out of the cart and smashing himself because he can't live with what he's seen on the outside world. Frank leaps out the packet to save him, as does Brenda. Uh, Frank (laughs) says, my glove is slipping, which begs all sorts of questions as to how the sausage got hold of some gloves. The mustard falls out, smashes causes another cart to crash into frank and brenda's one and this leads to what can only be described as world war food as groceries go everywhere uh i will say this scene looked great it did look great that is a
0: fair point a very surreal dream like slow-mo war sequence uh fair play to those overworked animators on this one (laughs)
1: Oh, now all the times I praise the animation is going to be tainted by the fact that they weren't getting paid.
0: I, I enjoyed some of the small skits in this. So an Oreo has to pick up the other side of itself. Uh, some, some potato chips die because they've got poor cardio.
1: <laughs> yep. Particularly harrowing the banana that when its face peels off. <laughs> With like a secondary, like a sort of uh... under face underneath. That was pretty horrible. Uh, a jar of peanut butter is cradling a, a smashed jar of jam, saying, "I'm nothing without you." <laughs> like, yeah, I, this is—is is this the best bit of the film?
0: Um, no, there's going to be another mad sequence that I preferred, and it's not the sequence at the end. Okay,
1: good, because we'd confirm. have we'd have had to have had conversations. Stop. <laughs> the shopper then reports spillage to the Dark Lord, who is the weird-looking guy from earlier. Um, <laughs> did you catch his real name? No. His name is Darren.
0: Oh, yeah, I've got it in my notes. Sorry, yes, yeah. yeah.
1: Um, Darren the Dark Lord. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He's voiced by Paul Rudd. Uh, He calls the shopper a milf, uh, and she seems to enjoy that. Cool. Douche is uh, heartbroken because his nozzle is broken. (laughs) His nozzle his nose yeah my nose uh he blames frank and brenda for this he then says how do you like them apples and some apples say who us uh which which is
0: <laughs> we get it
1: <laughs> didn't find that as funny Uh, Douche then threatens to beat Frank and Brenda up But he's swept up into a garbage can Brenda thinks this is punishment for them Touching tips earlier on This travesty that's happened to them uh, Because being out of the packet Is basically like the worst thing that can happen to a food And uh, yes It's a religious allegory folks Which is a weird stance to take In a movie about food But that's okay Speaking of religion don't (laughs) Don't touch, don't touch me It was you you cocksucking bagel fuckface! Watch it! You pushed me out of the cart. No surprise there, huh? A bagel trying to kill a lavash once again. I pushed you. What are you nuts? I. Why would I do that? I'm a pacifist. The only thing I've ever pushed is my peaceful agenda, which even that I didn't push. You know, I. I pretty much passive-aggressively nudge. We meet yeah, some I, characters I next. Uh, one of them is a bagel, and one of them is a lavash. I didn't know what this was before I was. Uh... <laughs>
0: Neither did I. <laughs>
1: Before I saw this film, it's a uh, it's a type of bread enjoyed in the Middle East and in in Arab countries. Uh, can you see where they're going with this? <laughs> what are the characters called, Nathan?
0: Uh, well, Savvy Bagel Junior, who I've already mentioned. Oh no! And uh, Karim Abdul Lavash. That's not even a pun. Uh, who's? Um, I don't know if I could really say this. He reminded me of Serge Tankian. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the beard is very Serge Tankian, yeah. Absolutely. Um by the way, the guy that voices Kareem Abdul Lavash, he's Jewish.
0: Oh, okay. So, so all
1: sorts of fuckery going on. There's a lot going on here, and I don't think Edward Norton is Jewish. Uh Edward Norton is essentially doing a Woody Allen impression.
0: Uh yeah, that that's f- I mean without the obvious. Um God, we are
1: really <laughs> pushing it today. <laughs> <laughs> dear oh dear Annie
0: Hall though great film (laughs) yes
1: Annie Hall this Annie Hall this ain't Um, there is an Arab Jewish rivalry thing going on here they both talk about how much they hate each other Uh, this will be expanded upon later Um, Kareem Abdul Lavash who I'm going to call Lavash from now on uh, goes on a big spiel about how there will be 77 bottles of extra virgin olive oil waiting for him in the great beyond going down his flaps yes he he talks about his flaps yes uh this makes me feel uncomfortable (laughs) we'll have more on the whole um the the lavash and bagel thing later but uh were you as worried as i was when i when you saw these two characters uh yes
0: (laughs) to be honest yeah and there's a whole american israeli ally thing oh god no we're not even going to talk about this issue it is literally impossible to talk about without being offensive so i don't even want to go there
1: you say this nathan but they talk about it
0: yes but i feel like i don't even want to say anything okay
1: okay Okay. i
0: love jewish american literature is what i want to say (laughs)
1: We'll get more onto that later, but we do have a scene with Douche next because he's in the garbage room. Uh, he climbs out of the dumpster. He sort of talks himself down about how he's broken. He's got a cut in his side, so he's leaking the the, the whatever is inside her. D- I don't want to get into that. Uh, we then see a broken juice box crying out for help. He's got a split in his crotch. Uh, <laughs> he's leaking too. Douche has a thought and says, light bulb, and a light bulb says, yes. <sighs> I like that. That that, that again. Oh. I was back, I was back on board with the joke at this point. That won me round. I wasn't expecting. I was
0: it. on board with watching a juice carton have oral sex performed on it to survive.
1: Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to talk about what happens next? Well, that that's a douche performs oral sex
0: on the juice, juice carton and turns into Boss Douche. I called him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he gets uh, literally juiced up. He's like really jacked now. The, somehow it straightens his nose up. <laughs> Don't quite know how that works, but hey, uh, he covers up the crack in his body with the juice box. No sticker. douche
0: needs an erection. Okay, <laughs> the erection comes after the douche. That's the idea.
1: The, uh the, This scene was <laughs> deeply disturbing, I've put.
0: Yes, yes, it was.
1: First, you come into our aisle and occupy more and more
0: shelf space. You even have settlements now on the West Shelf that you claim as your own. Oh, look, it's not our fault we needed a homeland. The sauerkraut kicked us out of every decent aisle in the store. They tried to send us to the barbecue section, for God's sake. We were displaced. Don't you talk to me about displacement. My good friend, Tabuli was ousted from his shelf just to make room for that braided idiot,
1: Hala. Wow, I can't... I can't.
0: Frank, Brenda, come on. Are you guys going to weigh in here? I mean, whose side are you on? You know, this isn't just about me. I mean, first they come for the Bagels, but. I
1: don't know. Th- isn't there room for both of you in your aisle? It seems like a pretty big aisle. What the fuck? We are back with uh, Frank, Brenda et al. Uh, Lavash and Bagel are having a debate about how the Bagels pushed the Lavasses out of their aisle and oh occupied land God. on the West Shelf. No, no hmm. There's like uh, there's yeah, I there
0: think. are some things that aren't funny and the Israeli Palestinian conflict is not funny. Why did I? It's a fucking horrible mess.
1: It's well, yeah, it's you know, we it, far beyond us to talk about it, but it is like. Oh, I go was, on. I was, no, no okay. I was sat there thinking to myself, bloody hell, they they did it. They actually went there, and like they actually
0: brought up one of the least funny topics yeah. in the, like in world news. That that th- there's no ending. There's not going to be a punchline because no. there doesn't seem to be an ending.
1: <laughs> no, no. Uh, yes, obviously, still as prevalent now as it was when this film came out five years ago.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, how uh, far back do you want to go? Well,
1: yeah, exactly. Um, but this is classic Seth Rogen. Though he will do things like this. He will see how far he can push something whilst he will see how far he can take the humour how offensively he can portray something and I don't like it I've never bought into things like that I've never thought let's just be offensive for the sake of being offensive because it upsets people and this is probably going to upset people I don't want people to be upset by the silly film about food
0: but you love Katie Hopkins what are you talking about?
1: (laughs) I do, I do, you're right uh, we end up uh, in the liquor aisle because
0: <laughs> this was quite fun. The okay. initial scene here okay. was quite
1: funny. Yeah, Frank is looking for firewater. The liquor aisle is one big party. Uh, yeah, you, it was funny. Did you did you pick up any sort of uh, background jokes?
0: Somebody says they're dry humping a forty-ouncer, and I don't know who that is. <laughs> I've just got the quote here.
1: Brenda says that. Oh, Brenda, Brenda says.
0: Brenda oh says... yeah, and then she tries to do a Jamaican accent.
1: Yeah, great. Hey, bun.
0: Welcome to the aisle wanna dance
1: no thank you man i'm quite iry. just being left alone over here don't you know oh boy that was irish i quite enjoyed Count of beer playing spin the bottle with an anthropomorphic bottle that was great
0: <laughs> that's, that's yeah oh it could have been oh there's potential
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh we find firewater's cave frank goes in but the bread items stay outside we then get Again, just a joke that you would never ever make. Why would you do that? Like that is not funny at all. So when he says, Am I even allowed to say this? I don't even know. I I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things we, we're probably not allowed to say about this. We were film. driven
0: out by a bunch of crackers, which I think is a is a joke. It's a derogatory term for white people yeah
1: I think I think we're allowed I think that's fine to say is
0: there not like a white working class kind of thing oh Oh, I don't don't know I'm sorry I'm
1: sorry but like yeah that that joke comes up again Firewater then puts his bag of wonderment over Frank's head and tries to kill him uh, but he's talked down we hear some voices uh, the bag comes off Frank's head and we meet the (gasps) non-perishables who are you We the non perishables, motherfucker.
0: We never expire.
1: We are immortal. This here's Twink and Grits. They call me Mr. Grits. Yeah, Mr. Grits. Whatever. Told them about the crackers. Yeah, I told them about the crackers. Grits. Yes, Mr. Grits. Grits uh, who is played by Craig Robinson? Please say Craig Robinson's black. He is black. Yes. Oh, thank yes. God, Mister. I've seen Mister. Mister. Grits described as a sort of typical like black exploitation character. Uh, he talks about, yeah, again being driven out by the crackers. By typical,
0: uh, you mean maybe offensive again? I mean, yes,
1: Nathan. Everything is offensive about this film, Nathan. Uh, and and yeah, there's there's phew, God. Twinkie is portrayed as like a very effeminate character. He's his nickname is his nickname is Twink, which is genius. Um they the the non-perishables are basically are these these uh, these characters who they never expire and they're therefore immortal, which is actually quite a nice touch, I think. I like it is, that. but
0: they would expire. I
1: don't know what grits are. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know what grits are.
0: Grits and gravy. I think the recipe is, but I don't really yeah. know what the whether that's our gravy and also biscuits in America are not the same thing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, when we talk about having biscuits on this podcast, we don't mean those biscuits. We mean nice biscuits. We're back outside with the bread items. They're waiting for Frank. A bottle of tequila comes up to Brenda and says he's seen Frank. He leads the bread items to where Frank is, which is the Mexican food aisle. The We enter a sort of saloon, which is full of jars of salsa, uh, refried beans, wearing sombreros and the like. We also meet...
0: Oh, it's mariachi
1: music! <laughs> Shocking. Yes, yes. We also meet a female taco by the name of Salma... Oh no, her name is Teresa. Sorry, Salma Hayek is uh, is the voice actor there. <laughs> Selma Del Taco. So, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Teresa Del Taco is her name. Salma Hayek is the is the actor. Uh, they she warns the bread that they are in danger because tequila is in cahoots with douche. Did you catch what uh, douche called the Mexican food? No. He called them illegal products. Uh, There's another joke where he tells tequila to spill the beans uh, and some beans pipe up. I'm back to not finding that funny. Douche then breaks tequila open, drinks his liquid. He gets even bigger and buffer and the bread items sneak out of the saloon. Uh, Nathan, how are we holding up so far with the offensive portrayals?
0: It's really bad, isn't it? Just going back through it as well. It's even worse than I thought it was.
1: What have we? Had I think we've so ticked far? everything off. <laughs> no, we haven't, because there's still some people to offend in this film, Nathan. We've okay. ha- so we've we've had we've had Native Americans, yeah. We've had Mexicans.
0: We had some sort of Asian thing at the start, but my recollection isn't good enough.
1: There's a there. There's there's a lot of Germans. Yeah, the Germans. Uh, the the Israel Palestine conflict. The LGBT community. The LGBT community. Black people. <laughs> And you know Ugh. There's going to be some people out there who think Who do the classic argument of well, If they're offending everyone then no one's offended No, everyone's offended <laughs> That's how that works
0: Once again it's like case by case You have to do this kind of thing case by case You can't do this in a film
1: okay. okay, I'm super baked And my friends are probably wondering where the hell I am Will somebody please just tell me something already Okay The thing about the great beyond is we invented it! What? I know, right? As soon as you're out those doors, the gods kill our asses. What are you crazy? That doesn't make any sense. Why would the gods want to kill us to make no sense? Uh, because it makes them stronger. Every kill gives them more power and it's never enough. Over the years they've grown bigger, stronger, fatter. Their hunger's insatiable, buddy. I mean, fuck. You guys are fucking nuts. How much of that shit have you been smoking? Too fucking much is how much. We're We're back in uh, Firewater's cave, and uh, Firewater... Oh, by the way, they've all been smoking weed this whole time, by the way. I think I forgot to mention that. Um, So Frank and the Non-Perishables are quite baked, uh, as I imagine Seth Rogen was for most of this film's production. (laughs) Firewater admits that the idea of the Great Beyond was made up because they couldn't face the reality of being eaten once they left the store. He, uh, him and the uh, Twinkie and Mr. Grits made up the whole thing to make everyone's lives in the supermarket happier so when they get taken away, they'd be taken away happy rather than, uh, as he says in the film, shitting themselves. Uh, <laughs> he then uh, talks about how he wrote the song from the start of the film. He wrote the music, Twinkie wrote the lyrics. Uh, apparently the lyrics came to Firewalker when he was super baked, like fuck a guy baked. Oh, Jesus. Is the is the line there? The,
0: the only the only time two <laughs> men have sex is uh, when they've had a
1: spliff. The marijuana, yes, <laughs> marijuana is that a thing? Is that, is, no, of course it's not a thing. What am I saying? Um, he he talks about how the song's words were changed uh, over time to fit in with various Isle's ideologies or Isle ideologies, if you will. Uh, that was my joke, not the film, sorry uh, <laughs> Twinkie then goes to Frank and says If you want the truth, you need to go to the dark isle beyond the ice uh, he, uh, uh, then, he then kisses him on the mouth Because being gay is funny, apparently Oh
0: yeah, we're out of the package it's beautiful, man, it's just beautiful I'm crying, I'm crying because it's so pretty here Stretch your legs with me, Carl, just do it, man Oh yes, yes I'm the first to enter eternity. Oh, potato! Way to go, buddy! That's oh, my guy! <laughs> oh, 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 be bathed by the hands of a god. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. The pipes, the pipes are caught. Oh, Jesus, fuck. Got me skin! She's peeling me fucking skin!
1: We're in the house now of the female shopper. Uh, this is good. Okay. All oh, right, is this is, is the one, is it? Okay. okay. Yeah, do you want to yeah. take us through?
0: Yeah. Well, basically, the sausages are set free, and they're like, oh, my God, we're free, <laughs> we're going to have sex with all the buns. But first of all, a potato is taken, who, would you believe it, is Irish. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he is bathed, and it seems like this very calming, sort of spa-like experience. And then he is skinned, and the truth of the great beyond is revealed. Um, and then the entire sequence is just the foods being murdered. I just wanted to check in here, Jacob, were you doing okay <laughs> at this point?
1: I don't think any meat gets murdered here, actually, apart from the sausages. It's mostly non-meat items.
0: Any particular foods that you enjoyed getting murdered?
1: <laughs> it's, I will. It was brutal. Like, it was very graphic, but the animation was really good here. Yeah. Um, The lettuce being ripped open was particularly... <laughs> did
0: the lettuce have two eyes
1: yeah she put her thumbs in the two eyes and pulled them apart and it was like um i think the highlights for me might have been the baby carrots
0: what happened to the baby carrots she pours
1: the baby carrots into a bowl two of them fall out and they're like run for it and then there's this there's this great comedic pause where that because there's this sort of apocalyptic music playing they cut the music and uh, the woman turns around and it just looks like they're rolling off the counter. <laughs> it's really, it's actually quite funny. And she's just like, oh, two fell out. <laughs> uh, we cut back, she grabs them, and then she, like, just throws them in her mouth and eats them. And uh, Carl, who is Jonah Hill's character, I mean, that
0: is barbaric. Who just eats carrots? Like, I what? Do. I'd
1: eat carrots. What oh, about? of course you would. I've cooked with you where you just pick, like, slices of pepper up. It, if we're yeah,
0: but, you know, but carrots, what's that? What do you mean, like, what's that? Like a whole carrot yeah. just chomping away. I'd eat
1: that. All right, rabbit boy. <laughs> uh, good line from Jonah Hill's character, where she where he yells, "She's eating children because they're baby carrots."
0: My my favorite was the potato chips in the microwave because I've always thought the cheese always looks kind of really scary when you <laughs> take it out.
1: Yeah, they show the cheese being grated as well, don't they? And then zapped in the microwave. It is it it is like horrific, isn't it? It's really good. It's, it's yeah, no, it's it's terrifying. Like this is some proper horror movie stuff here, and, and in all of it, Barry and Carl try and escape. Uh, Carl ends up being stabbed with a kitchen knife. I don't know what the woman thinks is happening here because they're like they're on a <laughs> windowsill, and she stabs him. Like what? What? What does she think has happened? Maybe the family
0: pets got involved or something. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: Who knows? Uh, anyway, Barry escapes uh, and falls out the window into a bush
0: can we just remind people that barry is the the chode sausage <laughs> just in case people were oh. struggling to keep up with who's who yeah
1: yeah sorry barry is michael Sarah's character who is as nathan put it so elegantly the ch- <laughs> michael chode the ch- oh no back in the store brenda is talking to Teresa the taco about how the gods must still be punishing her for touching tips with frank Teresa then says about how they should never give in to their urges which doesn't help things with Brenda. Uh, she then says that when she saw Brenda, there was a tingling sensation inside of her, which she interpreted as the gods telling her to help Brenda. I guess we should get into this now, Nathan. Um, that there's a plot with Teresa the Taco that she has feelings for women.
0: Yeah, and once again, I will say like Rock of Ages, where is your context to
1: this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you mean context she's a she's a lesbian lesbian. she's a lesbian taco
0: uh she doesn't get any backstory she's just all of a sudden she's a lesbian and you have to deal with the fact she's a
1: taco as well the only thing i could think of for this was because she's obviously they're doing the whole stereotypical mexican thing is it catholic guilt i mean i think you're clutching at straws there you're digging
0: (laughs) graves and clutching at straws today
1: i mean tackling this film you know we we, we did we dug our own grave already it's Um,
0: you know it's the inclusion but the offensive inclusion you know box has been ticked yet again i
1: think i i really thought we would be past this in 2016 obviously not
0: (laughs) you've got to get over the fact she's a taco let alone the <laughs> sexual preference my god
1: as you can imagine there's the the, the whole her being a le- well, it, it says in all the notes she's a lesbian but you know she could be one of many things across the political spectrum we the, just know the, she likes the women the political spectrum oh I said political didn't I sorry <laughs> sexual spectrum because you, you were talking about Dominic Cummings earlier and sorry yeah I was, just, yeah, well, it was during yeah. our break I was sorry. talking about Dominic Cummings our break Cummings. yeah Sorry. Um, what food would Dominic Cummings be if he was portrayed in this?
0: Oh, definitely. Like, well, he'd just be the boss douche, shouldn't he?
1: <laughs> Speaking of, he actually turns up in this scene. Dominic Cummings is here. Uh, uh, boss douche is here. Uh, he starts berating the bread items. Uh, he says, OK, so and then some Spanish cheese rolls in and says, did somebody say queso? Oh, so which douche replies, that's a stretch queso and you know it. That's kind of funny They've become self-aware I can't, It's kind of funny No? No Okay Brenda manages to rip the juice box sticker off And that gives them time to escape There's a bit where they uh, escape between a gap down two shelves uh, Brenda gets stuck for a bit They pull her out uh, Not before Teresa's face ends up in her crotch <laughs> Because
0: what is that? Is that the second unnecessary crotch? I think it is i
1: think it's well beyond that <laughs> they escape douche Teresa walks behind brenda staring at her ass saying that she promises to be a good taco <laughs> i want to
0: say more but i don't really know what <laughs> Shit, 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 oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, oh man, what do I do, I'm all alone, I'm a coward and I'm all alone, I fucked over Frank, Carl's dead, and I'm all alone, this is what I get for being a pussy, (gasps) oh no, a (sighs) god, a sausage, sir? Sorry, I'm sorry to wake you. I'm a fellow sausage in distress. My name's Barry. It's a pleasure to meet you. What's your name? Oh, God!
1: We're out in the streets now, Nathan. Barry has escaped the the scene of the tragedy. Carl is dead. He's got no one left. He's running around the streets. Uh, But it's okay, because he sees another sausage lying on the pavement. And he goes over to ask it for help. Uh, Except it's not a sausage, is it, Nathan? It's dog shit! No, it's not. What? It's no, okay, right. So th- So it's a poo. Oh, no. Right? He sees the poo. Is is it human poo? The poo has sweet corn in it, Nathan, and the sweet corn turns around and, like, growls at Barry. Oh, no. It's a human poo. <laughs> this is probably the worst bit in the film. Uh, Barry is confronted by a talking condom. <laughs> which is... Uh... Oh, God. Barry then hides under a bench uh, when he sees a man dropping a shopwell bag in front of him. <gasps> uh, he thinks this <laughs> he thinks this is his route home. The man is taking part in a drug deal. He's buying some bath salts <laughs> off of uh, oh. a man. He follows the man. He gets in the car thinking he'll be taking him back to the store. The drug deal man, who I've referred to him as entirely through my notes as drug deal man, is played by James Franco. Who we can't really mention. The human poo was a bit unnecessary. Yes, was the just, just... talking condom? Ah, talking condom was a funny visual. Oh, is it? Is uh, it though? When you've got a douche that's erect, I mean, <laughs> just let's have a talking condom. I just feel sorry for those animators who thought maybe I'll work for Pixar one day, <laughs> or maybe you know I'll I'll create something that will inspire children.
0: Nitrogen Studios, <laughs> no overtime.
1: Can, can you draw this uh, this anthropomorphic condom for me? And by the way, we're not going to pay you for it. <laughs> oh, oh, there's dear. a sneeze. Oh, dear. Oh, Nathan's allergic to oh, workers' rights I've being I've just infringed, climaxed. Um... <laughs> oh, I hate this. I hate this a lot. We're back at the store. We're in the Chinese food aisle. I'm scared, Nathan, <laughs> of what they're going to do here. <laughs> uh. This one isn't too bad apart from a few sort of, you know, like ethnic portrayals. I think we see some like some bots of noodles walking around and they've got like the big moustache and everything. Sorry, let's let's just tail back um, it.
0: This one's not that bad apart from in- the ethnic portrayal. <laughs> I know, and that
1: is saying a lot, isn't it? <laughs> this one is just some background racism rather oh. than the foreground racism we've become so accustomed to in this uh in this film brenda and frank reunite uh they get into an argument about religion basically brenda says to frank not to piss the gods off any further they need to go back to the shelf frank says he needs to find out the truth about the great beyond they then start talking about all the other things that brenda could fit inside of her um did you catch what they were talking about
0: uh there's a mention of eggplants yes um
1: that classic emoji. Parsnips and pickles was the other one.
0: Oh, now I've got an image of you, like, eating a parsnip raw and it's <laughs> making me feel really uncomfortable.
1: I would never stretch to a raw parsnip. Okay. Not, oh, okay, I'm well. I'm not a savage. Come someone's on. got standards. This argument ends with uh, Brenda walking away from Frank. Teresa comforts Brenda by groping her on the bottom. You just touched oh, my mouth. Frank calls after her, but she walks away and we get a piece of licensed music. Brenda! And
0: Funny gag, funny gag. Fair play. <laughs> a meatloaf <laughs> Oh, now I'm saying it it's not that funny. A meatloaf <laughs> sings I Would Do Anything for Love by Meatloaf.
1: Yeah. Uh it it's funny in the sense that it's a joke I would make because I saw this coming as soon as the music. Oh, started. fair play. It's this whole film is full of jokes that like It's like a sort of year 11 drama review. Yes. It's like, oh, I've just had this funny food joke we could do. Oh, I've just had this funny food joke we can do. Let's have meatloaf, sing meatloaf. Let's have a talking condom.
0: I once did a year 11 drama piece on a, it was a British realist play called Billy Liar. And we somehow managed to get Michael Jackson and <laughs> In the Navy by the village people in in this drama piece. A discussion for another day.
1: <laughs> this film could have done a bit of In the Navy, I think. That might have turned it around. We're back with Drug Deal Man. He injects the bath salts into himself as Little Green Bag from Reservoir Dog starts playing. And then he starts to see Barry moving around. So basically, when this man takes bath salts... It, it stops whatever was inhibiting him from seeing the food move around and talk. So he can understand Barry now. He can hear him. He can see him move. What do you think of that plot device, Nathan?
0: I, uh, uh, this, this bath salts thing, right? Okay. Is, is this an actual drug or am I? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm hmm. totally out of the loop. Um, don't get addicted, kids. <laughs> Be like Republican Nathan. And find your wife and child and your white picket fence. Anyway, this was okay. It was a good way to get the interaction between humans and food going. Did you think it was a bit kind of stilted? No, I, I think... Stilting? Wait. Um...
1: Stop it. Sorry. I thought, you know, it's, it's pretty fitting for the, the theme. It's, you know, if there's going to be a way of getting the human and the food to talk to each other, it's probably going to be through doing some kind of illegal drug. So it's fine for what it is, I think um it's just it just uh it, it becomes very surreal when uh this this high guy starts talking to all the food there's loads of half-eaten food around his apartment because he's a slob there's like pizza slices and half-eaten sandwiches it's kind of like the scene in toy story where the toys all come to life uh and they they berate sid and sid's like i'll never be nasty to a toy ever again uh and the drug deal man just goes i'll never eat food again <laughs> Maybe
0: that was a reference.
1: I think it was, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was. Uh, It was very funny. I I thought that line was quite funny. Uh, There's also a bit where we cut to some toilet paper. Hey, a traumatised Lou roll. (laughs) He was very... He was was not in a good way, was he? Um, Which is pretty standard. The drug deal man also says he will wipe his ass with a stick. Um, Are the sticks alive? I don't know Not going to get into the physics of this film It's always a douche The drug deal man agrees to take Barry back to the store But then he flops over the table And is passed out from the drugs Oh dear we're back in the store. We are in Tastes of India. And once again, I am scared. At least there was no Jai Ho. I was very worried.
0: <laughs> or that, that one that gets played at village halls that people call the light bulb song because <laughs> they do a dance where they think they're screwing in a light bulb.
1: I, I ashamedly know exactly what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> I think most of, yeah,
1: yeah. most of Britain knows. Just de- um, degrading the entire genre of Bangra music. To. Someone came up to me once and was like,
0: oh, it's the light bulb song.
1: And I was <laughs> like, oh. Oh no! <laughs> get me a G and T. Get me out. Is this here. the same event where those girls came up to you and were like, "Thunderbolt and lightning"? No, <laughs> no. Oh. no,
0: Secret disco Oh, that was it. That no. Secret disco No,
1: well, this
0: was uh, this was a corporate event for a company I didn't work for, but my friend did, so I went was along. it
1: Nitrogen Studio. <laughs> it was not. No, uh, um, I think we can make fun of them because I don't think they exist anymore. So. It, it was a pharmaceutical
0: company, so I don't want oh. the, the you know the cool hand of. The law coming down on me.
1: The bagel and the lavash have a quote unquote nice moment. They talk about both knowing hummus. Is,
0: is this the hummus Hamas joke that Borat did? Oh, I God, not. I
1: didn't even think of that. Oh, dear. <sighs> I just took it to mean like hummus is prevalent in both cuisines. So it's like a crossover, but now you've said that.
0: Can we get to the end? <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I'm already at the end, Nathan. Therese is talking to Brenda about Frank. Uh they talk more about their urges.
0: Crotch feelings. <sighs>
1: yep. Oh god, she says she has No, they've got the crotch Yeah, she a bit later on she says they have she has crotch feelings for Brenda, which is which is disgusting. Um they go back that they are not not, the, not that they're same sex. That's not the disgusting part. The crotch feelings is the disgusting <laughs> part. Just to clarify. We're the good guys. They find their way back to their shelves. They go their separate ways. Brenda calls Lavache a flappy fuck, which I thought was kind of funny. Did you catch this line where Teresa says, I'm not a soft taco. I'm a hard, horny taco.
0: Uh, I, I remember it. I didn't write it
1: down. But yeah, um, <laughs> that was something. Part of the course. <laughs> yeah. Why, why am I even bringing it up at this point? Uh, Brenda says that if the rules were different, she'd give it a whirl. Uh, well it's all just a phase isn't it just give it a whirl (laughs) just give it a whirl yeah you know go on (laughs) just
0: give it a whirl oh my god (laughs) i wonder if any parent who can't deal with their child coming out has said instead of it's just a phase they've said just give it a whirl and get it get it get it out of your system that's another one
1: you hear isn't it brenda doubles down on her religious beliefs refuses the temptation and they go their separate ways Back in the drug deal man's house, Barry is trying to figure out how he gets home. We are then introduced to Stephen Hawking. It's...
0: I wish this god would wake up already. How am I supposed to get back to Frank?
1: Perhaps I could be of some assistance.
0: What? Who the hell is that?
1: Oh, only the most intelligent being alive. <laughs> I am sorbitol, malitol, xylitol, manitol, calcium carbonate, soy, lecithin, vegetable derived glycerin and talc. But for the experience he's there. you can call me. Come.
0: He is uh, an offensive Stephen Hawking-esque... Um, dis- what, what was the disease? Was it Lou Gehrig's disease that Stephen Hawking had?
1: Um, it was uh, uh, ALS, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah. Lou, yeah I think. Is that name. the same thing? Yeah, I believe it is. Oh, OK. I think so. Okay. Please, please forgive me, medical community, <laughs> if I've got that wrong. Um... So yeah, the gum uh, obviously as a gum has no bones anyway or muscle. I, I, what, what am I even saying? What am I even saying?
1: I... <laughs> <laughs> the gum is in. It's like you said. He's in a Stephen Hawking style chair oh can we even say that
0: he's in an electronic well, assi- he, but, he's in an assisted but, but, wheelchair
1: it's a parody it's obviously a parody <laughs> of stephen hawking because the gums hold de- it the gum the gums whole deal is that he was uh stuck under the desk of a genius scientist for years and he's now picked picked up all oh. these things and he's really intelligent this is honestly one of the better bits for me i i didn't hate this I'll say. I thought the design was quite cool. Oh,
0: but a piece of gum doesn't have lit... Oh.
1: <laughs> if we're going to question the <laughs> physics, Nathan, we'll be here all day. And I don't want to be because I'm sweating more than I ever exactly. have in my life. So move <laughs> on. Hurry the
0: fuck <laughs> up. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, he then, he's then sort of uh, talks about how far away the supermarket is and explains the plan. Uh, Barry wakes up the drug deal man. He gets up off his high. He sees Barry and goes to drop him into some boiling water to cook him as we cut away to the dark aisle in the supermarket. Uh, Frank stumbles across a book which is called Beyond Great Cooking, which is kind of a nice pun on the great beyond, uh, which is full of pictures of humans eating food and this... <laughs> Is the proof he needs that the gods, quote unquote, are actually monsters? So he rushes back to tell everyone about his discovery. Oh, and I Nathan, feel like
0: I, I feel like shitting on you again by asking if this is how you feel when you see a meat-eating <laughs> cookbook in uh,
1: in Waterstones. Yeah, I rush through the store, just being like, "Look at this people! <laughs> Look at Open this. your eyes!" No, you do that on Facebook.
0: Uh, anyway,
1: jeez, wow, the heat's turned him against me. <laughs>
0: Oh, is that a bomb being dropped? Yes, it is.
1: We are back in the Middle Eastern Isle, is what I'm referring to it as, because it's the only thing I can think of. Uh, The Warring Sides welcome back Bagel and Lavash. A pot of baba ganoush asks Lavash how much Bagel stole from him. Which is fun. We then cut to the hot dog stand. Brenda climbs in another pack of buns. Uh, so there's like one extra. She ends up squishing one of the other buns uh, as the clock ticks ever closer to red, white and blue day, which is January... Uh, July 4th, I should say. Uh, meanwhile, we see that Douche has killed and consumed various liquid, and he is now super jacked up. Uh, <laughs> as, as Frank turns on the store's microphones and cameras... Is that a thing in American supermarkets? <laughs> Video cameras, yeah, right? just, just you know, so you can see the faces of the bored-looking employees rather than just, <laughs> just hear them.
0: Clean up an aisle three.
1: <laughs> I hate my life. He addresses the food, saying, "Friends, ramen, Country Club lemonade. Lend me your ears of corn.
0: Lend me your ears, and I'll <laughs> sing you a song." <laughs>
1: Ringo Starch.
0: Hey, hey, that's the best one. (laughs) John Lemonway. (laughs) Um, We'll
1: actually get to that because there is a bit of that later on. (laughs) Uh, Just a tease ahead. He shows everyone the pictures from the cookbook and everyone starts freaking out. We then get some light homophobia. (laughs) Because a peanut says, I'm not fighting the humans alongside some fruits. Uh. We cut to the fruit aisle, where a watermelon does a very camp voice and mannerisms. Great.
0: I just don't want any more set. Like I just... (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> this, it's the people need to know, Nathan. I am Frank the sausage. I am telling them the truth.
0: I did make a note that the food revolts and they refuse to believe in Frank's evidence, aka politics of the 21st century.
1: Yeah, it's a very thinly veiled sort of a, a either politics or religion or, you know, even though there's quote unquote proof, the general public will choose to not believe it if it's more convenient for them. There might be something clever in there. I can't see it. The next day starts, the uh, ear of corn reluctantly begins the morning song, and Frank rushes to Brenda's aisle to try and rescue her. Uh, that takes him a hell of a lot less time to get there than it did earlier on in the film, because he's there in like five minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, all the aisles he's gone past since.
1: <laughs> what was all that about? The, what was the, the The liquor aisle and there was the... All the other racist aisles. Bloody dark aisle? Yeah. It's not exactly. even in the same world. <laughs> I don't even know where that is in the supermarket. Why is it at the, the back? The
0: alcove, the Native American alcove. That weird gap where Brenda could get her ass through. Where, where is all this? And
1: there was accidental cunnilingus from the taco. Yeah, where was that? Where was cunnilingus alley? That's what I want to know. Frank tries to uh, free Brenda, but a shopper picks up her packet and takes her away. Uh, Frank then loses her in the crowd. He ends up on top of the shelves looking for her, but he can't see her. He's despondent. He's heartbroken. And then, Nathan, he hears a voice. Who is it? Who makes his big return?
0: I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I
1: don't, <laughs> I don't know.
0: I don't know that I'm honestly totally really? lost at this point.
1: Oh, what? Oh, no. oh, oh is... Barry. Barry. Hey, oh. There we go.
0: Barry yeah. tells yeah, Barry tells Frank that the gods can be killed because the stoner killed himself with a boiling water and an axe combo.
1: Do we need to elaborate on that on a bit more? No, Is we this... don't. No. <laughs> can I just say, right, the, there's a... So Barry says, yeah, the gods can be killed. He, like, pulls part of the ceiling away, like the aircon, and the drug deal man's severed head falls oh, down. yeah. Good visual. Oh, I, it was like, I had to stop the film at this point and just be like what the fuck just happened? Yeah, it must have
0: been weird for you feeling compassionate about human death compared to animal death.
1: (laughs) You are on one today. Oh, it's so
0: fun. (laughs) No, Jacob does care about human death as well. I don't want people
1: to be beheaded. Oh, that's it. What a great baseline. (laughs) That's my, yeah, that's it. I can get through a day without beheading anyone. Barry's talking to Frank. uh, He does this whole spiel about you can't, you know, be angry at people for not believing him. He has to inspire them, give them hope. Bit of a weird tonal shift from the decapitation, but fine. Frank finds Brenda's cart and Barry, Gum and the other half-eaten foods try and help him. <laughs> they dip some toothpicks in the remaining bath salts. <laughs> they fire them at all the humans. Originally, it, it, it doesn't work. Uh, and Barry's line is, it worked on the dude whose head we chopped off. Which made me laugh. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, But then the bath salts start to kick in. Frank rides a balloon through the air to rescue Brenda. And then just absolute chaos breaks out, Nathan. Yeah,
0: the humans lose it and start trying to kill the food. (laughs) Or eat the food. Killing and... Oh, I don't... Uh What's the difference between killing and eating in this? Because even a
1: hot dog is a sentient being. There's a bit where this, this woman has got Frank in her hands and then brenda like slams her head in the floor i'm pretty sure i watched (laughs) a hot dog bun kill a person which is that's uh yeah that was a visual did you get gum's line gum has a lot of lines yeah
0: (laughs) once again just to confirm there's no obvious indication that gum has a penis but he says (laughs) suck my pink cock
1: (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah um Truly inspiring words.
0: Oh, there's a there's a good bit where some peppermints and cola join forces to kill a fat guy. <laughs> yeah, that was good. This that was, was a, good.
1: This was a visual. Yeah, that they... was
0: logic. That was logical. That was real world. Well, not real world, but you know what I mean. <laughs> real world. It was. It was. Oh, it's just clever. Like I wanted more of that and less, you know, terroristic lavashes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the benchmark is so low. <laughs> Uh yeah, there's this big battle between the humans and food. There's a bit where Teresa calls to Sergeant Pepper, who is a, a red oh. pepper dressed up like the Beatles. Oh. Um we then get some more light homophobia, because all the fruit from earlier start advancing on a man whilst dancing to wake me up before you go go <laughs> by wham.
0: Oh, I'm I'm laughing. It's bad. <laughs>
1: Uh, in the midst of all this, this sort of food human war, Darren the Dark Lord is back. He runs towards the counters and he pulls a revolver out of a drawer because this film is set in America. Um, <laughs> do we want to talk about what happens next, Nathan?
0: For the second time this year on Bad Things, there is a sodomy <laughs> fucking thing. What was the first
1: one? Was it, it was
0: It was fucking Beazle. Okay.
1: Okay, right. Well, if the-
0: Beezle doesn't win, worse character.
1: <laughs> oh, I Seriously. Don't know. There's a lot in this film that's going to rival that, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes. Take- a yeah, a
0: human being doesn't use a douche to sodomise him because as an anthropomorph... Can't- I can't even say it. An
1: anthropomorphic douche... The the douche sodomizes the dark lord. Yeah, he climbs inside his pants. He goes up his ass and he starts pulling on his balls to control him, like a sort of horrible ratatouille. He then starts shooting the food. <laughs> they then yeah, there's this big fight. Frank and douche end up face to face. There's a hilarious moment where Frank is hanging out of uh, Darren's trousers, where he looks like his willie. He's,
0: he's getting wanked off.
1: Yep. Yeah, yeah, Frank's trying to, Darren's trying to pull him away, so it looks like he's wanking him off. There's a line from Douche where he goes, I relish that you finally mustered up the courage to catch up with me. Uh, we cut some relish, mustard, and ketchup, and Douche goes, Yeah, that's right, shut your mouth. <laughs> Which I thought was a nice way to cap off the running gag of the, the food puns. Douche then takes a bite out of Frank. <laughs> So many questions now He's biting the Dark Lord's dick Is what you're saying Well you know haven't we all gum tries to save frank uh the dark lord shoots him he then regrows himself like the t1000 in terminator 2 uh kind of cool that's the best bit of the film that was great <laughs> i love that barry constructs a propane powered garbage cart and launches it at the dark lord frank falls through the air but gets rescued by brenda and Teresa. lavash lights a match and the propane ignites the cart flies through the glass hey. door blows up in midair Killing Douche and the Dark Lord, all whilst looking like a 4th of July firework.
0: Have you ever read the Ro- the famous Roald Dahl novel, The Dark Lord and the Great Glass Elevator? Because
1: that's <laughs> uh, kind of the vibe I got. Bits of the Dark Lord fall from the sky, including his eyeball. Uh, a tampon steps in some blood. I oh, uh, totally
0: missed that, and I'm very grateful that that's the yep,
1: yep. The bodies of the dead humans are stuffed in all the freezers. The battle is won. The, the day is ended the food are free from the human oppression and how do they celebrate wh- things?
0: yeah well what do you do after battle you have an orgy of course
1: it's your thing. Oh. Oh. Kiss, Frank. You kiss me there oh yeah it's
0: dinner time
1: yeah i'm actually over here jerking off with these fellas <laughs>
0: Once you go tackle, you never go back. Where do we start? Well, the sausage and the bun fuck, which is not that surprising. <laughs> and then it's just decided in another brand Baldwin-esque moment from this film... Uh, that The Bagel and the, the, the Lavash are now a couple because the only way to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict is to screw, which I think actually might be a fair, fair <laughs> socio-political tactic to go down if nothing else has worked. Give it a whirl. Taco performs oral sex on, uh, oh my God, I've forgotten her name. Brenda, is it? Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. Um,
0: yeah. As the others wank off as they're watching it.
1: Did you catch the line here?
0: What was the line?
1: Once you go taco, you never go backo. Oh,
0: ah.
1: There's another bit where uh, Barry meets up with the squashed bun from yeah. the, earlier in the film, uh, and they get together, which kind of implies that people with disabilities can only <laughs> get with other people with disabilities. People with
0: chodes can <laughs> only. <know? laughs>
1: that that registered disability of having a chode.
0: Oh no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's that's a really poor message to send. Like that's that really got me for some reason in light of all the other bollocks. This whole thing goes on for about 5 minutes, I'd say. Yeah. It's very extended. Uh it ruins the Isley Brothers It's Your Thing for me because that's the soundtrack. Uh,
0: what a banger.
1: I'll never listen to that again.
0: I can't tell you.
1: <laughs> I really can't. Uh yeah, the orgy <laughs> needs to be seen to be believed folks like it's almost a feat in just how graphic they managed to get with all this stuff
0: nc 17 (laughs) yeah
1: it's like i i yeah i i can't describe it it's just it's indescribable well i think we did a pretty good job i think you carried that segment nathan thank you for that um where does that rank in sort of, I don't know, weirdest, grossest, worst scenes in films for you?
0: I st- well, I still don't think because it doesn't involve actual humans. I think some of the stuff in movie 43 mm. really takes the biscuit. Someone's poop just going on a car windscreen. And oh, God, who was that? Chris Pratt. God. God.
1: That was Chris I I
0: mean, I know, I know Beezle's <laughs> not a human being, but just the most annoying little shit I've ever seen. And just as just, just, you're like, oh, it's finally over, we get the shittiest, most obvious meta gag to finish this fucking film.
1: Hello there, little sausage. You and your friends have accomplished the impossible. And for that, I give you mad props. But now that you have shattered one truth, it is time for you to learn that we are not real. Bugga, bugga, bugga.
0: So, Firewater. Uh, once again, far, oh, I'm so sorry to the Native American community. Learns that the, that the whole thing is just a film when he's tripping with gum. He says we're all something called cartoons. As the actors, the actual actors, appear in fire, they all go through a dimension into the real world. Is it a? a I mean, if it had been 4D and they actually appeared, then... You know,
1: that been cool, but... <laughs> they came out of our TVs. Oh, Lovely 4D weird. orgy oh, scene, my... bring it on. Oh, no. I do not need to see a radish receiving oral sex in real time. <laughs> yeah, they all they all walk through this portal that Gummer's built to the real world. And that that's the end of the film. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? I did not. I you said obvious, but I did not see that coming. Like I, I mean, thought, yeah, it just when ed-
0: it's you know when it's introduced,
1: you're like, oh okay, whatever. Okay, yeah, fair enough. But like I thought, it just ended with the orgy, and then you get this weird meta where it's like, like what? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after everything else we've been through, you might as well. <laughs> like, you might the, as well. Why the fuck not at this point? But good lord, we did it, Nathan. We we survived. Oh. Bloody hell, I don't even can know Can we do to the reception
0: start? so I can <laughs> open my window?
1: Okay, yeah, so do you want to just give your brief summary of the film?
0: It's a piece of shit, <laughs> is my brief summary. Okay. Um, in the words of you, I think I'm probably stealing your line. Not the worst thing, but very much in the bottom half, very deeply entrenched in the bottom half of things we have done on bad things. I'm feeling a 35, okay. I think, out of 100
1: okay when the film when it ended like i was really i was really in two minds about it because there's a lot of stuff weirdly a lot of stuff i liked i think it was very well paced which is a something we're not used to on this podcast
0: you thought a movie that went for in three minutes from an orgy to another dimension <laughs> was well paced it didn't feel
1: it didn't feel <laughs> as bad as some of the other stuff we No, reviewed.
0: no i would agree with that
1: like the plot progressed as a Film should.
0: It was as pacey as a sexual encounter should
1: be. <laughs> some of the characters, you know, obviously the 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 the, the horrible stereotypical depictions were terrible, mm-hmm. but there were some elements of the characters that were that were quite well defined. I thought, you know, Brenda's whole religious thing was quite well defined. I want to say that there is there is something to this concept, but I don't think there is. It's food. Uh, it's I like. Think- I think they could have been, but... Um... Maybe. I We'll get to the reviews, but a lot of them praised the whole religious theological <laughs> subtext. And uh. I was like, really? That was so heavy-handed. Like, it was really obvious, and it wasn't clever. And there was, you know, the toilet humour, the swearing, everything just being taken way too far for no reason other than to piss someone off. It's not for me. Like, okay, I can I can understand that maybe that's where some people get their kicks, but it's not for me. Um, originally, I put this as a forty-eight. Whoa, out of 100. that's like but...
0: Victoria Beckham levels. How dare <laughs>
1: you! I know. On re- having actually talked about it and just how many things in this film are so offensive and so poorly done, I'm going to drop that down to a thirty-eight.
0: Boom! Ten and marks knocked off. I
1: know. Just, just talking. Like I, I am. I, maybe the heat. I don't know. But I'm pretty exasperated after talking about that for nearly two hours. Um, so yes, let's wrap this up, Nathan. Let's find out what the critics made of it. Because, dear hey. God, I don't know how this has happened. But yes, this film somehow reviewed well. <laughs>
0: Rotten Tomatoes, 234 reviews. I emphasise that mm-hmm. every time. Uh, with an 82% uh, 82%! Appro- two
1: percent.
0: Uh, and there's a tomato gag in there somewhere, but I'm not going to bother. Uh, <laughs> and Metacritic's got it at 66, based on 39 critical reviews. What two- is
1: interesting about those numbers is, if you look at the audience numbers that correspond, yeah. Metacritic, 66%, the user score, 5- 5.6. okay. And Rotten Tomatoes eighty two percent, audience score fifty. Oh, some real so. uh, some real snowflakes on these
0: platforms, eh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know what Doing it, what it for it the is team. About this film. Yeah. That that critics loved, 'cause so a lot of reputable outlets love this film. Yeah. And I don't get it. I is it just our snowflakey brains? Is that all this is? Were people just less bothered about that in twenty sixteen?
0: I don't, well, we were in the uni bubble and that was like maybe peak snowflake era. Our university banned sombreros, I mean.
1: (laughs) God, they'd have hated this. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely sombreros. Don't go down the
0: aisle. Don't go down that aisle.
1: Do you have any actual reviews from from critics?
0: Yeah, Nigel Andrews of the Financial Times. It's funny. That
1: that well-known film reviewing.
0: (laughs) It's funny. No, it's not. (laughs) Non-stop inventive. No, it's not. (laughs) And heroically heretical, which I think you probably could actually, maybe. Well, not heroic, just annoyingly.
1: Just heretical, yeah. The
0: independence, Geoffrey McNabb uh, with the gags. Uh, Gags are plenty. The film very quickly passes its sell-by date, so that's a negative review. Uh, NME. NME. (laughs) Ollie Richards, four out of five. A deeply weird and very funny animation. Half-right. And you know which half.
1: As I said, I've never felt this disconnected from Critical <laughs> Reviews.
0: I uh, The last time I felt this disconnected was when I saw that the Velvet Underground's debut album was in the top ten albums of all time. It was so offensive.
1: <laughs> I do not understand how you can give this anything like a good rating. Because it's just, it's cheap stereotypes, it's toilet humour, it's... Actors pretending to be different races than they actually are. It's it's just not good. And, and you know, it's a film about food having sex. <laughs> it
0: will be in the Ultimate Bollocks category at the Wilson
1: Awards. <laughs> Agreed, yeah. Um. I would like to just just bring back something, Nathan, if you don't mind. Because there is a link on this film's Wikipedia page to one of my favourite Wikipedia pages, which is list of films with the most uses of the word fuck hey and this film is on that list so i'm bringing it back people the fuck count has returned for sausage party do you want to guess how many fucks they get into this film 96 more more 130 more (laughs) 210 Hundred and sixty. Oh, okay, Jesus. That that is one point eight <laughs> oh. fucks per minute. Wow. So yeah, I might call this segment the fucks capacitor, uh, <laughs> in reference to Back to the Future. Wait, just come to me. you slacker. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is this is the fucks capacitor, uh, and we are we are nearly at twenty one point one gigafucks.
0: Yay! Hey, the Libyans. Uh, <laughs> That movie. would definitely
1: be in this film. Nathan, that's all I got, man. That's all I got. The fuck's
0: <laughs> capacitor. Oh, we need a We
1: need a graphic.
0: We need, we need a, graphic. a
1: t-shirt, yeah. That's never going to sell. Jesus Christ. That's all I got. Fuck count's back. Uh, at least this film warranted the return of the fuck count, is all hey. I can say. Yeah. Um. Would you recommend this to someone? No, what? what? <laughs> but you, do you not just kind of want people to see it? Uh, yeah, I want people to see it
0: from a like cultural standpoint, yeah.
1: But... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I kind of would recommend the orgy scene to people, just mainly because I want to. I need to start a support group, and also because <laughs> I just think it needs to be seen to be believed. Um, this has not changed my opinion on Seth Rogan at all. I'm still not a fan, and if this is if this is the way he continues to make his movies, then I'm not going to be a fan. I'm sorry, hey. not my thing. Just not my thing. Sorry. <laughs> Am what? I sorry? I'm probably not sorry.
0: What are we doing next?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you really want to get this finished. So that's it. Thanks I think everyone. I'm Saus- faint. Sausage party is done. It's in the books. It was bad. But If you have seen the film, if you've seen the orgy scene, let us know. We'll do the socials at the end. But Nathan, we need to crack on with the next episode, episode 19. 19! 19. <laughs> it was an all court pop affair in the poll but what ended up winning
0: well jacob sorry for this entry but uh the winner of the court pop special poll in celebration of our tournament uh i'm not sure we even announced who won that i can't even (laughs) remember who won that
1: it's been a crazy couple of uh couple of weeks. I think for it was us. Boom
0: Boom Pow, wasn't it?
1: Um and yeah, we never we never got round to announcing it. But as luck would have it, these guys won the tournament. Oh no, sorry, they did, yes. So Yeah, in quite a lance I I the only person that voted for the other entry was me. Because <laughs> you tournament. love that song. That's uh the by Will I Am is so funny. Um, <laughs> it's such a fucking funny song.
0: The uh, Yeah, the winners of the poll, uh, we will be doing the album Sorry for Party Rocking by yes. LMFAO and we will be getting the classic Dave Packham anecdote to do <laughs> with Party Rock anthem, which I'm delighted. I bet it's not even that funny, but it was bloody funny at the time, so I'm going to say it. And Jacob, we're also going to hear about your uh, experiences at the time with this album.
1: Is the, when did this come out? 2013? Oh, I think I it's earlier it than that. Is it? 2011? 2011, yeah, I reckon. Okay, if it came out in 2011, then I would have been 14. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Which means that I would have just been dipping my toe into the world of music, because I got into music very, very late in my my life. And I remember being enamoured with the video for Party Rock Anthem on, I believe it was 4Music, because that was the only music channel I could get in my bedroom. And yeah, I bought the album off the back of it. And I think I still have a copy of it somewhere in my, my parents' house, somewhere in a loft, probably. Oh, uh, so, yeah. if
0: you're going back there, please.
1: So LMFAO are next. Will we be laughing our flipping asses off? Who knows? Um, we'll probably laugh more than we did at Sausage Party, that's for sure. But yes, so what we need now is to find a topic for our next review, which is going to be, Nathan, episode 20
0: hey. of the Bad Things
1: podcast, which is fucking crazy so option number one this is purely for nathan packham it does ruin the theme of this vote uh but i i felt like i couldn't let him down too much i'm bringing it back folks it's that weird italian spanish titanic movie (laughs) which i i'm not even sure i'm gonna bother to learn the full name of but it's like it's an animated titanic it's not a sequel i think it's a retelling of the events of the titanic and i think there's a rapping dog So we're going to have to find some sort of English translation. I think it is on YouTube, uh, which is one of my biggest fears when it came second in the poll last time around, that we weren't going to find it. But yeah, uh, it's often cited as one of the worst animated movies of all time. So if you'd like to see us review that particular picture, the Titanic sequel that literally nobody asked for, then yeah, that is the first thing you want to vote for. Option number two. Now, I'm going to have a slight theme for the rest of these options because i love a theme me sausage party we thought it was terrible but it had very good reviews which does kind of go against the ethos of this podcast which is meant to be things that reviewed poorly in the public conscious so what i thought i would do to sort of put us back on the right track is review some films that no one can say are objectionally good because all of these films Scored 0% Yay. on Rotten Tomatoes. So first up, this is a film in a very popular franchise. It came out in 1987. Jaws the Revenge, uh. also known as Jaws 4. <laughs> Are you going to make me sit film. through the other three? <laughs> okay, I to this on the Queen episode. I've never seen Jaws 1. Uh. So if this wins, I will watch Jaws 1. I've seen I it will... once. Okay, I'm going to say you didn't like it.
0: Uh, I was like eleven.
1: Okay, that's fair enough. Well, maybe we can revisit that on uh, Bad Things podcast if Jaws: The Revenge wins the poll. Now, Nathan, if you cast your mind back to, uh, I think it was one of the polls at the beginning of the year. Uh, we there was a film I can't remember what it was called, but it was the 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 Village People biopic. Oh that, yeah, 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 yeah. It's not this, but it is in a similar vein. It's and I didn't know this existed. The sequel to Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) Yes, yes. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: I do. Is is Sly Stone in this? Sylvester
1: Stallone. He directed it, co-produced it, and co-wrote it. John Travolta is back in this film, reprising his role as Tony Manero. It's called Stayin' Alive.
0: (laughs) Unless you're that guy in the original film who... who... (laughs)
1: You know, falls off the bridge. But anyway. Well, yes. Yeah. Another interesting thing. Never seen Saturday Night Fever either. Oh, we're going to have a chat. (laughs) If Staying Alive wins, we will watch Saturday Night Fever first as well. Uh, I'm going to assume you love that film, Nathan.
0: Uh, I... No, no, I do. do. It's not like I always lump it with Grease because of Travolta. I would rather watch Grease. I mean, Saturday Night Fever is grittier. It's more adult.
1: I just assume because it had disco in it, you were... You were all about. Uh,
0: that. Yeah, but I've got. Uh, we, we can talk about whitewashing, etc. Um,
1: okay, I- if that works. <laughs> okay, staying. Also, it's is, is is
0: the sequel on streaming platforms because I would.
1: <sighs> oh dear. <laughs> well, I've said, <laughs> we, it. We can I've find said out. it now. So I've said it now. Uh, I want to watch a disco movie directed by Sylvester Stallone. Uh, and my final pick comes from 2015. Again, zero percent on Rot- Rotten Tomatoes. It is a western action comedy film. Co-written by Adam Sandler And starring Adam Sandler Fuck's sake (laughs) It's called The Ridiculous Six Which is obviously a a, a parody Of The Magnificent Seven, etc And the six in question are Adam Sandler Terry Crews Jorge Garcia Who I'm pretty sure is Hurley in Lost (laughs) Weehee Rob Schneider Luke Wilson Brother of Owen And Taylor Launtner, as they all come together to find their bank robber father, played by Nick Nolte, so we're going to need some subtitles on this film... Uh, it was a Netflix release, Christmas 2015. For some reason, they released a Western at Christmas. Uh, and it was absolutely panned. Everyone shat on this film from a great height. And I would like to join those people. So The Ridiculous Six is your fourth option on the poll. Uh, any clear favourites, Nathan, as you do like to be partisan about these things? It will be between for me. Oh, I think I'm just going to vote for the-, the Saturday Night Fever sequel.
0: If I know it's available, I'm going to vote for it. If not, Titanic.
1: I-, I I must admit, there's some good choices in there. I think we're going to have fun with any of those. Uh, so that will be coming out... God, when that's going to come out? That's going to be September 2021. We,
0: we should be living together, shouldn't we? So, Well, yes, finally. that's the
1: big news. We're moving in together.
0: We're the... <laughs>
1: <laughs> we are potentially moving in together. Plans are in motion. We but...
0: literally need to write one... We need to write two names on a bit of paper and we'll be moved in together.
1: <laughs> so the next episode of Bad Things should hopefully come from our new flat and we might get to record it together bad things hq bad things h fucking q everyone Uh, i don't see the um... tower block so you know even better (laughs) we're closer to the to the satellites for better signal so (laughs) that's how it works right yeah um but yes, uh it is a fond farewell then to my my house in Norwich, uh from which every episode of Bad Things thus far has been recorded because the one we did together was recorded in my spare room. It was so... the
0: the echoey delight that was there <laughs> too.
1: So this is uh this is goodbye to to Bad Things HQ version 1, I suppose, where every episode's been edited, every episode's been recorded, where I've watched all the stuff and listened to all the stuff. So, thank you, thank you house for for getting us through this and uh for being are you, a, a are you looking, place to be locked down.
0: You're looking forward to me being in the edit? That's going <laughs> to gonna put the cat amongst the pigeons, isn't
1: it? <laughs> Change that. Take
0: that <laughs> out. What put the hell is in. that? Why are you keeping that in?
1: <laughs> it's a sort of uh, changing of the guard in bad things at the moment. The next episode will be very interesting. Uh, well, until it uh, falls through, but yeah, okay. Oh, for God's sake. Let me have this,
0: Nathan. <laughs> Should we do social media before we go?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes yes we're up uh, we're on facebook bad things the podcast that's where you can vote for all the stuff instagram uh bad uh, at bad things pod an amazing drawing for our hot space episode by the way where our artist becky put us into the hot space cover uh as brian may and roger taylor <laughs> i can't remember who was who i think i was may uh, it's amazing. She's amazing. She does such wonderful work. Please go and uh, and and support her over on our page. We're on Twitter as well at Bad Things Pod. You can listen to us on Acast and Apple Podcasts as well. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us five stars. You know you want to. Come on, everyone. And I think that's just about to. We're going to do it. Nathan, any final words on Sausage Party?
0: Um, I'm going to go and open my window. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs>
1: It's the warmest record of all time. Promptly throw up out of it. Oh, no. After reviewing that. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for enduring through this incredibly heated episode in more ways than one. Uh, We'll see you next time for LMFAO. Uh, But until then, it's goodbye from Nathan Packham.
0: Farewell, and it's goodbye from Mr. JS. (laughs) What the
1: fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It's very warm. Nathan's going to lie down in an ice bath. We'll see you for LMFAO. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. And for God's sake, stay away from the Mexican food aisle. You are not going to like what you see.